Hello, stupid. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know why I started with okay. <laughs> Hi, Sonia. Changing it up. I like it. I know. <laughs> it's more um, assertive. I don't know. It's like okay, get you get your act together, Sonia. We're starting. That's I think that's our vibe today. I think we both are like slowly still waking up. <laughs> right. You can uh, tell by like our eyes today. We both just rolled up. Yeah. It's quinti- I, I, like I feel like they're crusty also. <laughs> Guys, I'm kind of happy to do morning. like daytime recording though. It's cold. It's a slow morning, but let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, well, hi. Good morning. I see you have your coffee as well. Yeah, needed. Much needed. It's going to kick in. Midway through the episode, people are going to feel our tempo pick up. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to become like manic. Yeah. Um, how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, we're recording a lot this week. It's kind of nice. I feel productive. I like it's. It was motivating somehow for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you have in store for me. I know you have a lot of little side things with this um, episode today, so I'm super excited. I know. Me too. Yeah, I'm very excited about this one too. Um, it's a. Uh, it's an interesting one. Should we? Um, should we go straight into your icebreaker? Let's do it. All right. Okay. I'm going to do... I'm torn between two here, but I'm going to do this one. Okay. If you had to abandon your house in emergency, what would you pack with you? And I'm going to I'm gonna limit the items that you can take with you. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. five items. Oh, okay. Five items. Five items that you can pack with you if you have to leave your house in an emergency. Oh my god, I have so many like random trinkets that I really love. Um, I can okay, well. I can totally like imagine you packing and like freaking out. Oh my god, I would really freak out. Yeah. Actually, you know what? The most likely scenario is that I would take absolutely nothing. Yeah. Are we like emergency? I need to leave soon. Because it's urgent that I get somewhere soon or emergency, my house is burning down and my life is in danger. Emergency, your house is burning down, your life is in danger. And like, you don't need to pack like water and food that will be provided wherever you go. These are like your possessions that you might not see again. Okay, well, I'm obviously taking my phone. Um, It's also right next to me at all times, so that's easy. Yeah. Um... There's, I have a, a candy bowl in the entrance that my my grandmother made for my grandfather, and okay. that was like such, um, uh, like a staple of our childhood to like take those candies and stuff like that. So that's like a family heirloom. I want that. That's really cute. I was making fun of you. I thought you were just gonna be like, "There's a candy bowl I would white want to take," and I'm like, "What a <laughs> grandma thing for you to do." <laughs> but no, it is your grandma's. Makes sense. Cute. Um. I think, oh my God, I don't really know. Um, yeah, I like. There's 
I'm looking around, see if there's anything. Like otherwise, like I really like my headphones. I want to keep my headphones. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think like five is like too, too much. Like too much to like uh, discriminate between all the like random little stuff. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of um, like paper memories. Mm-hmm. Or stuff that I can't... Re- oh, you know what? There's a picture of you and I that I can't reprint if I lose. But I think I've did it. Oh, the Polaroid. Okay, yeah. 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 Aw, um, but- you take out of the five items with a Polaroid of me and you? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just trying to find ideas here. It's because <laughs> no, you're, you're it's because I mean you. that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, because everything is digitalized. Like, I keep myself very digitalized. And, like, physical stuff, I don't really have much of value. I'm yeah. thinking like, yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. You know what? You're, I agree, actually. Like, as I'm thinking about this, there's like hardly things in my place that I could not replace. Sure, it'd be a huge money value. Like my laptop, like it would be, I don't, like, yeah. it, it'd be a strain on my bank account to get another laptop. But yeah, I think, yeah, I totally agree. I feel like I would take my cat, a toy for Well, her. that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then I think, like, I think, yeah, like my phone and my headphones, not because I can't replace them or like they mean that much to me. It's like where I want to go. Maybe I want to un- like, you know, like zone out for a bit. Yeah, no, I feel like if I just survive a, a fire, I need like coping mechanism. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I need my phone and my headphones to like. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, my devices, unfortunately, this is sad now that i think about it i thought this was gonna be way more interesting i mean i don't know i'm not bound to any earthly possessions and it's like maybe i grab a picture of me and my husband but at the same time i have a million on my phone yeah i was thinking like ish made a beautiful um artwork uh, frame of me and justin but i'm pretty sure he has the digital file for that too yeah so we could just reprint it yeah um Guess this question does not work in 2024. Yeah. Also, like, I've moved around so much over the last, like, eight years that I really, really got good at, like, downsizing and, 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 like, not getting attached to small things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I agree. This is the longest I've been in a place for the last eight years as well. Three years. And now I see that I'm hoarding a bit more than, like, usually I would. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, like there's a lot of stuff I like, like I love my couch and like I love my stand mixer and stuff like that. But I have insurance. I can buy that back. And like it's also like you're like fleeing your house. You're not going to run out with a stand mixer. We like (laughs) ruined this icebreaker. We really like took something fun and made it like (laughs) (laughs) fucking materialistic people. Um, Yeah. But to our listeners, I guess if you have some better things that you would flee your house with, uh, please comment and let us know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll post this question on our highlights as well. Let's do that. That's Speaking good. of your stand mixer, I think we deserve a quick little ice cream update because I oh saw Justin's story last night. <laughs> um, it took about two and a half hours to get to a consistency that was acceptable. And I, well, obviously, I don't think I would try it again because it's not worth the effort. Um, but like, it's kind of crystallized and 
and like it's not a fun texture for those of you if you didn't listen to yes last week's episode um damas stayed outside in negative 18. so it was when i first tried it when we talked last week when i first tried it it was like minus eight and it wasn't cold enough Mm. i was trying to do ice cream in a stand mixer outside in the cold by just putting like I used 10% lactose-free cream. And like, I think maybe it would have worked better if I used heavier cream, but mm-hmm. all the recipes I was looking into used milk so that I thought I was being like extra by using cream in the first place. Mm-hmm. So um, then I tried it again um, on a colder day and I got results. Worked, was really long, um, was really stressful process. I um, would not recommend and now I have like two pints of uh, weird ice cream. <laughs> I, when I saw Justin's story and it was like, he did it and you're holding like a pint of ice cream. I was like, he really needed this win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's uh, it was a fun experiment. I'm glad. I'm glad you were able to get somewhere and report back yeah the thing is also like i don't think ice cream makers are that expensive like the creamy the ninja one is like uh really really it's expensive but it's really really good but i'm pretty sure there's like cheaper ones out there also yeah so yeah i would i think like i would really like a creamy i think yeah you know maybe like i'll ask for that for like my birthday or something um but i also don't make ice cream that much but I think I would if I had the creamy. Because you could just I think so. roll frozen fruits in it and then you have a sorbet. Yeah. Oh, that just sounds so good. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. I yeah. know. I really want it. Um, I have a friend who who has it and I'm very jealous. Yeah. So. All right. So what do you have for us today? Oh, my God. I um, I went down a weird rabbit hole, uh, as we do. That's the whole concept of our episode. Uh, first of all, okay. I, I would like to give a little bit of a trigger warning for this episode. Um, it might not be as funny if one, but I think it's interesting. However, um, we are going to talk about um, prisoners and, and inmates and people who've committed crimes. Um, and we um, are going to talk about their well-being. So I wanted to acknowledge that um, for victims or for people who have... Um, who are close to, who have close ones who who have been victimized of like uh, of violent crimes or or, or just traumatic crimes. Um, it might be here to, it might be hard to hear um, uh, some count and compassion showed to the people who've committed those crimes. So um, I just want to say like uh, that, yeah. If 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 this is an episode that might be difficult to listen to, to skip it. No, no hard feelings, and um, and you know we do also acknowledge that obviously there's there's some very um, real victims in the scenario who uh, deserve um, even greater compassion, um, and um, and that uh, you know it's a very complex issue uh, that it's not all black and white, and that um, you know there's a lot of feelings that 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 can be involved, and they're all valid. So I want to start with that. Um, now, I also wanted to take you down the same path I had. So 
I was on Instagram and started having a lot of these reels. Um, so I'll invite you to maybe open your phone and I sent you some reels on, on Instagram already. I asked you not to look at them okay. and look at the first one I sent you and maybe play the video um, yeah, next to the microphone so we can all hear it. Yeah. One. That's not the video. That's just Instagram. <laughs> all right. Let me just make sure. Yeah. So I have. Hello, world. Hey, uh, I've never actually done this before. Um, heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, figured I'd send a video, get out of my comfort zone a little bit. Uh, it's always nice to meet new people and have some good conversations. So, uh, yeah, I hope to hear from you guys soon. And uh, I hope you have a blessed day. And Yeah. All right. So this is Idaho inmate pen pal, and this is Sage yeah. Lee Siller, and he's hot. He's hot, and he seems sweet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, put on the, the second one. Okay. Oh. My name is Jesse. I've been incarcerated for about three years. I've gotten really good at art. I've been working out. I do a 12-step. I'm in all my programs right now. So if you want to talk, hit me up. My IDOC number is 141-306. You can hit me up on JPay. And then he shows pictures of his artwork, and it's like pictures of his baby and stuff. And Batman. Yeah. Um, so I've been seeing, like, I spent hours going through that Instagram page and going through all the profiles of pen pal profiles. And they're, like, on, on for, for this one, it's, like, video profiles, obviously. And had been having a lot of mixed feelings. Like, so for those of you listening that haven't had a chance to look at the videos, um, it's just like the prisoner just is in prison on the phone and you heard the audio, but he also like, you know, kind of playing with the camera. They're like smiling and smirking. Flirting. Yeah. 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 And um, some of them are gorgeous. Um, in the caption, I think it says what they've been committed for. Oh, let's check here. So let's see. Sage Lee Siller. Oh, his, um, he's age 24. Offenses are battery against a present or past official judge, officer, jailer, or corrections employee. Battery aggravated. Parole eligibility date is um, September 19th, 2024. That was the first guy. And then Jesse Jones is the second guy. And his offenses are assault, aggravated, and robbery. He's 29. Yeah. I don't know why I'm trying to sell so them that, to you guys. Sorry. <laughs> I know. So that's where I was like, oh, like, they seem sweet. This makes me kind of like, I find it cute. It also makes me kind of sad because they, they look lonely. They're just trying to reach out to have pen pal. Then it's also like, wait, battery, like they're kind of violent people. Like this is like, you know, so I've been having a lot of mixed feelings about it. And I've never really put any thought behind prison pen pals mm -hmm. before. So I thought I'd just look into it and explore, explore those feelings and explore those, those, uh, uh, just learn more about it. Well, it's so funny. Like, I don't really, I like, you know, they come up every now and then. I think a lot of TV shows and movies talk about like prison pen pals. But recently, yeah. like Gypsy Rose, her case has been huge. And I think she married her prison pen pal. 
Um, oh, have you? I don't know who that is. Oh, Gypsy Rose is like this um, girl. Basically, her mom like um, her mom took advantage of her by saying that she like had yeah. a, lot, a lot of disabilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about this? No, oh. no, but I know who that is. Okay, that yeah, was crazy. And then she killed her mom with her boyfriend at that time, and then now she's been mm-hmm. in prison for I'm not too sure how long. But then, yeah, she started dating this guy. I think he was her prison pen pal, and now she's married to him, and she's out and enjoying life with him. And that's kind yeah. of what comes into mind now, because that's the most recent I've heard about prison pen pals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I think, yeah, they've been on, on social media a little bit more. But you're right. Like, we hear about it a lot in, in media, like, in, in like even on TV and stuff like that, as a reference. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I never looked into it. Um, I'm familiar with pen pals. Did you ever have like a pen pal? No, I didn't. I wish I did. It sounds really cool, uh, but I never did. Yeah. I feel like in school, they made us write to someone like in another country, but I don't remember. Like, I definitely didn't exchange more that that one uh, obligatory letter. Yeah. I wonder if like your school just made you write the letter and then it just went nowhere and the teachers just kept it. No, I think we got a response. Yeah. Oh, no way. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so pen pals in Wikipedia define pen pals as people who regularly write to each other, particularly via postal mail. Um, pen pals are usually strangers whose relationship is based primarily or even solely on this exchange of letters. Um, pen pals are basically like I was trying to to look like when do pen pal the the, the pen pal start right when but then i was like oh right it's i couldn't find any information it was puzzled i was like oh it's just exchanging letters it's basically as old as time yeah yeah (laughs) so like like, postage started or even when you had owls exchanging your letters for you (laughs) (laughs) exactly but the first matching service um is believed to be a student letter exchange in 1936 and it was an organization that aimed to encourage students, students, sorry, to to gain knowledge from other countries by making friends. So that would be the first like pen pal organization. Mm-hmm. Um, in the seventies, uh, they became very popular uh, with the children. Children were encouraged a lot to find pen pals, um, often used as like uh, educational tools. Um, for prison pen pals, I couldn't find much information on where, like, what the first organization was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very popular in the United States in particular. Um, the reason for that we'll get into a little bit, but basically is because of how messed up the, the whole prison industry is in the United States. Just the fact that it's an industry in the United States yeah. is kind of messed up. And then pen pal services are also most of them um, for profit in the United States. Oh. Yeah. So there's about a dozens of websites um, they, to, to match you with a prison pen pal. Uh, typically, the ones who are for profit, the prisoner pay for the subscription fee. Okay. And it's free for the users on, on, uh, on the outside. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, the biggest one in the United States would be maybe writeaprisoner.com. Um, let me show you. Okay, my first slide. So I have a few. I went on them and I have a few profiles from Write a Prisoner. So that's Write a Prisoner. 
you don't have to read the whole profile, but you can see that it's very, very detailed on Red Prisoner. You have their astrological sign. Um, you have uh, the release date. Ride a Prisoner also um, force people to disclose their their charges mm-hmm. or their convictions. Mm-hmm. You have their eyes, their their height, um, their weight. No, not the weight. Date of birth. Their astrological like, sign. Yeah. And you can search by all of that. Yeah. You can search by their ethnicity. Um, and then you can post more than one uh, picture on there. And you have like a big... Sorry, his weight is there actually. And he like describes himself as muscular. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and it, Oh, wait, he doesn't do drugs. Sorry. I thought he really does drugs. I was like, oh, oh. that's fun to disclose in your prison um yeah profile <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them did disclose that they're professional professional trainers um and i was like oh that's interesting like that could be a reason to write to someone like personal trainers you have like yeah fitness trainers oh. <laughs> imagine yeah, like he's doing your meal plan trainers. through prison <laughs> <laughs> i mean um so writeaprisoner.com, they don't encourage looking for romantic connections, but they recognize that it, it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the sites requires all users, like I said, to disclose their crimes. Um, they also recommend that you you Google the, the inmate you're interested in talking to before to have more details on their crime. Um, and again, it's for profit, this one. Okay. So here's another profile. I, I found a profile of Tabby, who is an Aries. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. And so um, this is another one that I found. They have a lot of, um, you can put more than one profile pictures. But on this one, I found people put pictures of um, before their incarceration a lot. So, so you can see them. In, what I find like, interesting in the... here, it says like seeking a prayer partner. And yeah. but, like she does, she her religion's unknown. So she's looking to find religion, I guess. That's very interesting. That is interesting. Oh, that's a good catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe she, she doesn't want to disclose it in the first profile. She maybe after a few exchanges. Yeah. But it's weird if you're seeking for a prayer partner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The next one I have is Canadian Inmates Connect. Ooh. Um, yeah. So I have a profile from uh, Connor Campbell. Um, who's in British Columbia. Wait, stop. Okay, this is the start of his bio. Hi, ladies. I'm in search of a woman that loves long, walk, love, loves long walks in the visiting room and watching a beautiful sunset through razor wire. Dot, dot, dot. LOL. Winky face. <laughs> yeah. He's shooting his shot. Good for him. Good for you, Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, convicted of a second degree murder. Uh, has nice. a life to 18 years. Um, and he's interested in corresponding with women. Um, 1994, he's quite young. I think I went to high school with this guy. No, I'm joking, but his name sounds so familiar. <laughs> um, so on Canadian Inmate Connect, uh, it's not for profit. Mm-hmm. It's, um, um, I think there might be some fees, but it's mostly administration fees, I think. Okay. Um, they have a big banner on the when you look for the inmate page 
they have a big banner that says, please be advised it is not recommended to send money to inmates. And also it is recommended that you Google the inmate before writing. Um, I'll touch a bit more on Canadian Connect later when we'll look on, on a specific case. But um, I read a lot uh, about them. It seems like it's pretty much managed by just this one woman that wow. does it all. A lot of the web page for all of these were very, very basic HTML. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, well, first of all, they don't put a lot of money into the designing, but I'm wondering also um, internet connections in prison can maybe be very slow. So to have some pages that are easy to load, that's maybe there's, there's, there's purpose behind that. Yeah, that's right? a really good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she seemed to manage all of it by himself. And there's testimonies that we'll find some later, but they're all addressed to her personally. So I think she even like corresponds with all of them. Personally. I feel like, like, I don't know who she is, but in my head, I'm thinking this is a mom whose son went to prison and he's sad. And he's like, mom, I just want to find a real connection. And she's like, a son, I'm going to set up a website for you so you can meet some girls. Well, that's interesting you say that because I think that for a lot of them, um, oh, this is another one from uh, from uh, Canadian uh, uh, Inmate Connect. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of them, I think they it's passion projects, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like for a lot of the creators of the websites, it's 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 stuff. It's something that they're very um, passionate about. Nice. Um, the other one I f- have an example of is Hot Prison Pals. Yes. <laughs> It's definitely more um, um, LGBTQI plus uh, catered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this one was really interesting because I went on it also. They they have a podcast where they interview former inmates. Um, Sam Sam Wagner, which is the, the guy, seems really passionate about it also and passionate about um, just reintegrating uh, former inmates into society and and helping them while they're in prison also. Mm-hmm. But the hook definitely seems to be um, sexual and attraction. So the pictures are a bit more uh, sexy on this one, a bit more dating profile. Ooh. But the um, I found that the bi- the bios were the some of the sweetest ones and the and the most um, almost like not like dating, but also like just like less uh sleazy more like hey i love this kind of things and like i'm just like please talk to me kind of thing oh cute yeah so i feel like the the hot prison pal like you remember that website hot or not yeah it was giving me that vibe but i feel like that's just the hook to get people interested in, mm-hmm. in communicating with these guys mm-hmm Right. I think all the other websites explicitly say we don't recommend you sending money or having relationships with these people. While this one, I think it's like the opposite. Because I mean, why would you go on Hot Prison Pal to make friends? It's to look for someone, yeah, potential lover. Well, there's definitely some um, that are more catered towards dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't looked into, I haven't visited them much, but um, there's Love a Prisoner, for example. Mm-hmm. And it feels like those are more like for-profit machines okay right 
And then there's also one called Prison Friendship that has um, a TikTok account. Um, so if you want to open your Instagram again, uh, just maybe um, uh, the the first video, the, the the third video I sent you then. That's from um, from them. Hello, what's going on? How's everybody doing? I am uh, obviously an incarcerated individual and uh, I see the board in a few years. Uh, I'm looking for a tutor and preferably Swedish. And I know there's plenty of fish out there. Uh, that was my, my little bad joke. Swedish fish uh, to, to help me perhaps. <laughs> and because uh, I see the board in a few years. And the only thing I feel like that has enough magic to distract me Okay, that was it. That's so funny. What yeah. kills me is that, like, he's looking for a tutor. The way he spelled tutor is T-U-D-O-R. Yeah, I saw that tutor. too. <laughs> uh, he really needs a tutor, guys. Please reach out to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's this other one that I really like um, called Black and Pink. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's US-based, but it's I, I don't think it's for profit either. And it's, again, more... Um, let me read you uh, their their bio. At Black and Pick, we coordinate a nationwide pen pal program in which we match incarcerated LGBTQIA2S plus people and people living with HIV or AIDS with pen pals who correspond, uh, build relationships, and participate in harm reduction and aff- aff- affirmation. And they go on saying that, like for um, for people of the um, that community, corresponding with someone on a regular basis is a harm reduction strategy, um, and it feels like very much set up for for support um, for uh, people in the queer community. Okay, that's right. Um, yeah, and I'll touch a bit more on them because they had some, they they had the best built website, and they had a lot of. Um, uh, tips and tricks and instructions on how to proceed. Mm-hmm. So all of them, what they have in common and the many more that I didn't go into, um, it's like, yeah, prisoners will post uh, photos or, or videos like very much like Tinder style bio. They'll have their likes and dislikes and hobby. Um, many, if not most of the services will force them to disclose their charges. And then there's information on how to contact them, which can be very complicated at times. Um, I think write a prisoner, what they still do is that they will, you write an email, they print the email and then mail it to the the prisoner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, So that's for the services. But then I was wondering, okay, so who actually does this? Who goes and find prisoners to to write to, right? So I found this article by Christy Keller, who asked herself the same question, basically. She um, she has a family member who is incarcerated, and she signed them up for the services. And she said it took many months before they started receiving letters. Um, I think like something like four or five months. Oh, wow. But once they did, they were surprised by the people and the reasons that started writing to them. So she said there was parents, um, professional teachers and writers and people from like all walks of life basically writing in and that they seem intelligent, educated, compassionate and and supportive. And they were just looking to understand more about um, their life. Mm-hmm. Right? 
interestingly, most of the articles that I've read about prison pen pals, the authors um, had either reached out 40 articles to a, a, a pen pal or were describing their own relationship with prison pen pal. So I think it's something people do also for research a lot. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, on writeaprisoner.com, they have some stats. They say that most of the writers are over the age of 30 and usually motivated by uh, uh, empathy and friendship. 50% of their writers are women looking to correspond with men inmate. Mm -hmm. And they also say that most of the um, inmates need a friend more than they need a romantic partner. I think all of the service are for 18 plus okay. on across the board. Um, and then I was reading uh, another case also in an article of um, Rachel Phelps, who's a 34-year-old postal service employee that started writing to um, incarcerated people when she was 18. Um, and she still does now at 34. Wow. And it was very much of meant to be a hobby, she said. I was doing it because I thought they would be lonely. Aww. So I think there's really people who do it just because they they really believe in it, mm -hmm. right? They believe that it's a it's kind of an essential service. Yeah. Then I was reading um, this article by Emma Clifton. The uh, the author shared um, in an article for Capsule that um, here are some of the things that I have discussed with my pen pal. Weird things that our cat do, our favorite flavored of chip, how they celebrate Christmas inside prison. Um, his workout routine, being a nerd, favorite books and film, cars, and more. He was one of the first people I talked to about my pregnancy in those weird in-between months where you're not sure who to discuss it with. Oh, wow. And he wrote, yeah. And he wrote me a two-page letter about how much he loved being a dad and what a treat I was in for. Aw, that's really cute. Yeah. And... I was like, oh, that's super interesting. Like, you know, like um, I think early on in pregnancy, a lot of women are, don't want to talk about it too much because there's a there's still a, a great risk of of, um, of of not being able to like of the uh, terminating the pregnancy early. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was like, but you probably still want to work or talk about all these things yeah. and these fears and anxieties, right? Mm -hmm. And that can be true for so many things going on in your life that you don't feel is appropriate to talk about with, with close ones, but to talk about a stranger, to talk to about, talk about with a stranger could be. Um, so I think, you know, I was reading some testimonies and a lot of it also feel a bit like, um, like um, almost like keeping a diary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And also I like something that I'm thinking about here is like, you know what, like, it's like, yeah, kind of keeping a diary, you're writing to this person, and they exist, and they're real, but you don't see them, you don't really, you've never had a face-to-face -face conversation with yeah. them, and stuff like that, and I think that's why people also easily fall in love with these people, because you make up what it may be like to be with them, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, it's like, oh, okay, like, they said this, oh my god, I'm sure he's the kind of guy that does this, or the kind of girl that does this, and that's why people can easily fall in love with them you know you also have like their 
undevoted attention almost mm-hmm. because a lot of the the people in prison a lot of the inmates they do it um to pass time a lot yeah and and they don't have connections with many people um and so you know you quickly become one of the most important connections in yeah. your life they don't have access to many people you know so, exactly yeah. um exactly that's interesting yeah so black and pink that website um i was talking about uh had um again like a lot of helpful tips they had a section like important things to know when writing mm-hmm. um first reply letters might take a while because of the whole process they have to go through it's not always easy for them to reply to uh to use mm-hmm. um and then again they're they're focused on the queer um community so openness about lgbtq identity they say male call often happens in public spaces in the present in the prison mm-hmm. so when someone hears their name called by a prison guard during mail call it is a reminder that people on the outside care about them and it's also a message to the guards and to under incarcerated people that this person has a support and is not forgotten Aww. i know yeah this can be a vital harm reduction strategy for people who are locked up especially queer and trans folk i thought like oh my god that's so interesting like it's kind of a, a status thing almost mm-hmm. to receive mail in prison yeah right and they say building valid- validating relationships they say do not speak down discriminate against shame or condescend your pen pal uh, we are about building relationships and validating that our struggle as people of color activists sex workers youth workers immigrant anti-capitalist trans queer gender non-conforming people are intricately connected with prison abolition and liberation. Um, they talk about setting boundaries. Uh, remember to be transparent about your own boundaries and respecting boundaries that your pen pal has set. Please voice any concerns you have with your pen pal in loving and affirming way and try to receive feedback that they give you. If for any reasons you're not comfortable or can no longer, no longer engage with your pen pal, please let Black and Pink know. Um, boundaries is a is a, a theme that came up a lot in in some 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 cases I was reading. Mm-hmm. I think often they might push their boundaries, but also often when you express you know firmly your boundaries, and this is a condition of you writing to them, they tend to respect those. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, funds. This may include a request for funds or other form of support. Pen pals are not required to send funds. If you decide to send a package or send funds to their commissary, be clear about the amount and frequency you're committing to and reflect on how this may impact your pen pal, pen pal dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And then also there might be some letters which feel flirtatious or sexual. Your safety and comfort are your own. So if you're okay with sexy letters, keep writing to them. If you aren't, please respond uh, respectfully and firmly again. And just put up some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, a part that I particularly like, they invited users to consider why do you want to write to a person in prison before writing to them? Um, what is your capacity and frequency like? For example, like how regularly can you write to someone in prison? And when I was thinking about Oh, is this something I would like to do? Then I was like, oh, I'm glad I saw this question because I don't think I'm able right now to commit to something regular and frequent. And I think 
it might be, you know, counterproductive or even damaging for the person. Yeah. Um, if, 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 you know, I don't, if I'm not frequent about it. Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh my God, I want to try this out. And like, they do it. And they like, you know, make a pen plant pen pal friend and as after that it's like it was kind of like a phase they just like wanted to do it for fun and they're over it but that yeah. pen pal in sitting in prison probably thinking about them you know and like wishing yeah. it right back yeah totally and then they also invite you to consider how it might be difficult to hear about their condition mm-hmm. um and the and and the and, and the life that they live right yeah and and to see if you're prepared to to hear all that on on a regular basis because it is their reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely, you know, a lot of people who write for very altruistic and genuine reasons. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of not that. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking, like, imagine, like, you're, like, you know, like, you find out that someone who killed your sister is in prison and you try and hunt them down to, like, now catfish oh my God, them? Like catfish them? Yeah. <gasps> that would be a great movie. Yeah. Or maybe a book. But then you actually fall in love with them. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, there is a psychology term called hybristophilia. Okay. Do you, want, do you want to take a guess of what that is? You mind repeating that? Hybristophilia. I don't know. No, I'm not clear. You don't know your ancient Greek? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, a term given to a condition that defines being attracted only to partners who have a predatory history um, or, or par- partners who commit violent crimes. Oh, my God. Um, they also call it like the Bonnie and Clyde syndrome. Mm-hmm. But it's people who like are attracted and seek out um, um, basically, criminals, specifically, specifically violent criminals. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, it comes from the... Sorry, I'm not surprised because there are those people that like want the red oh, flags, yeah. you know? Yeah, and like there's like serial killer fan clubs. Yeah, and stuff. I think when yeah. Ted Bundy, Bundy was in prison, he had so many pen pals. I think he married one of his pen pals. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did definitely. Um, I think uh, they're like. There's people, yeah, who seek relationship with uh, famous uh, serial killers. Um, it can be present in any gender, but it's uh, more often than not in straight women. And um, there used to be like a whole Reddit thread dedicated to it, but apparently now it's banned. Um, I couldn't find it on Reddit, and I think Reddit uh, removed it. But like, basically, like we were saying, like fan clubs for for some of these people. Yeah. Right. Um, let's go quickly into some pros and cons for both the the prisoners and also the the people uh, writing to them. Mm-hmm. So prisoners first. Um, in the pros, again from Canadian Inmate Connect, they say that uh, Canadian Inmate Connect. They say by that by inmates maintaining communication with society through pen pals, it decreased the chance of institutionalization. Institute- Oh my god. Institute oh no. Institution <laughs> institutionalization. You did it. Mm-hmm. Kind of, right? I I'm pretty sure our listeners will be able to piece uh, the pieces together. <laughs> I'm not doing that, I get it. 
It might also be a pro-social method of reintegration and reduce rate of recidivism. Um, so yeah, having a pen pal reduce uh, um, chances of reoffending. Um, there is a lot of study on studies on that actually. Interesting. Um, it also combats boredom and depression. It helps pass time and give them something to look forward to. Um, so yeah, there's this 2015 study um, of uh, incarcerated people in Britain who had pen pals. They found that they felt less isolated, happier, and more hopeful about their life after prison. Um, then it also connects people back to their communities and also connect them to new communities who are perhaps more supportive of a life without crime, mm -hmm. right? And it exposed them to, to new dynamics also. So there's a, there was a testimony of a, a, a prisoner who had pen pal who said, she taught me how to be friend. I didn't know how to be friend with a woman before. Aww. Right? Um, so here are some of the testimonies on Canadian uh, inmate connect. Do you want to read the, the, maybe the second one? I just wanted to thank Canadian Inmates Connect for connecting me with someone that I can relate to on a different level. It's refreshing to be able to talk to someone who is unbiased without feeling like you are being judged. With the help of CIC, I have found a lifelong friend. We both went into this blindly for different reasons and the outcome has been nothing short of greatness. My expectation has been exceeded. Had it not been for CIC, I would have never crossed paths with the person I met. And for that, I say thank you. Lyric S sent via email. Um, there's a lot, a lot of really nice testimonies on uh, Canadian Inmate Connect. Mm -hmm. A lot of them were definitely about finding love. Um, and um, it's so cute. Like they're, they, they often start like with like, Thank you so much for your services. I'm so grateful. Please take my profile down. I don't need any more. I found love. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not all pros. There's cons for for them also. Um, the for for the the inmates, um, they they can face rejection a lot, um, either by not receiving letters at all. Um, there's one who said that it was really difficult for the first um, six months because he says basically felt rejected by the internet daily, Aww. you know, especially when other people around him who maybe recommended the service to him are half pen pals. Someone was probably like, I got so many letters. It was so fun. And so he's waiting for all these letters and gets none, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, then receiving letters that are super exciting to you at first, um, only to be ghosted by that person after a few exchanges. Yeah. can be very difficult also. Ghosting in general, right, um, exactly. might be uh, difficult. And then there's also, you know, they're also somewhat at risk of taking being taken advantage of. You know, there's there's definitely a power dynamic in play here mm -hmm. um, from someone on the outside versus someone who's incarcerated. Something that also comes up is that, um, sorry, what was the word that you used for the type of people that want, like, um, oh someone... God. Hyperstophilia. Hyperstophilia. So I'm thinking like, you know, like, say you reach, like you connect with someone, but they want a criminal and they want you to continue com committing yeah, crimes. Like, 
and it's like digitizing you yeah and you're like no no no, i'm hoping to get better and it's like no when you get out maybe we can rob a bank together Mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah or you know um want you to talk and brag about it whereas you have a lot of regrets right Mm -hmm. yeah um you know so it's definitely they put themselves in a vulnerable position a lot just by um, accepting that power dynamic Mm -hmm. first place there's also potential for a lot of catfishing right yeah um especially if you you know you get hot and stimmy and sexy with these people and they want pictures and stuff like that um you know you're you're exposing yourself at the risk of being catfished um and like, I, I also mean, prisoners can't don't have access to other social media so the like the way um people on the outside you know find catfishes is like okay let's just check let's see if he has a facebook profile how many friends does he have and things like that you can't do that sitting in prison you know so then yeah. it could be a like you know a man writing to you pretending to be a woman and all yeah. those things oh man i didn't think of any of and that. also you might just be more inclined to um to want to believe it if it's one of the only two letters you received, right? A hundred percent, yeah. Right? And if you're, um, you know, you want to fall in love, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's you're, you're more easily victim of that. Mm-hmm. Um, then also, I was thinking, like, you know, there, a lot of them um, might uh, seek... Uh, support or, or or money or funds or support for after they're released in some ways, um, and a lot of that can even be offered to them if don't they don't uh, seek it, or even just holding up you know me me keep writing to you and stuff like that or uh, dangling that over them to pressure them into um, beliefs or behaviors that don't align with their values. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like well, I've I'm thinking just like conversion to like religions and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and right. So um, they're in a, in a vulnerable position, definitely. Um, I do think, however, for, for prisoners, the pros outweighs the cons. Um, I think there's a lot of benefits to be, to be being there. And then for the, um, I wrote civilians, but like people on, on, on the outside, um, a lot of pros and, and cons also. Um, on Reddit, I found a testimony writing a prisoner is very rewarding. I've been writing for, uh, to a few for the past year and really opened my eyes. Sometimes the only letters I get, uh, they get are from strangers and that one letter can make them feel that they're still human and still care for, right. Um, it can help you acquire a new perspective on life. Um, it's yeah, it's a good deed, and you, and and you can find value into your actions and to yourself by committing good deeds in general, mm-hmm. right? It's a really good way to learn about the system and learn about that uh, that lifestyle, which, like I said, a lot of journalists uh, use that um, to get in touch with them. A lot of um, of uh, uh, activists also use uh, that to get in touch with them, um, and also it's a you know great way to share your life with someone and get perspective from someone who's typically not in your social circle um, get a very different perspective on on your life and on your issues uh-huh. uh for cons i think there's a lot here also for for civilians mm-hmm. 
you are putting yourself at uh, risk of some harassment and some stalking, mm -hmm. especially for letter writing. So a lot of the services require that you put a return address. Oh, so they and they give the letter to the inmate with the return address? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is risky yes. for sure. Yeah, so it's something to consider for sure. Yeah. Um, I think some people use this PO box for that for that for that purpose. Um, you know, you can receive receive some very pushy sexual letters. I think a lot of them definitely are they're seeking for um, love and sexual connections. Mm -hmm. Also, many of them are trying to hustle people for money. I think it's a common theme, and I think it's getting more and more popular. Mm -hmm. um, they may also, um, you know, try to just build a relationship just to use someone for their release, um, either as like a testimony for the release or someone who might be able to um, just, just host them after like to be somewhere to live and to crash after to get released, especially when yeah. you try to build like uh, romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something to, to, to look out for. Um, the red flags uh, that they say to walk out, look out for also is, you know, when they immediately start using terms of endearment before they even know you, that's... That's maybe... like in life too, right? Yeah. I feel like... That's true. Yeah. These are actually really good dating advice in general. That's what I'm li literally thinking as you're going through them. I'm like, yeah, prison dating and just real life, you know? <laughs> that's good. There's people we know attract attracted to just red flags. Yeah. <laughs> um, constantly talking about things they need early on in the conversation. Again, good for real life. Claim that they're, de they're only talking to you. While it's possible, it's very unlikely. Mm -hmm. And... Um, when they they seek out a pen pal but claim that they don't have the money required to communicate right mm. because a lot of them are paying services um so you know this will be their first test of willingness of you to give them money um often so i'm like yeah. well, you know if you subscribe to the service you seek out but you didn't think ahead of how you're going to pay for it most likely it's not that they don't have the money to pay for it it's that they want to see if you're willing to send them money yeah right so some things to watch out for also if you choose to to write to to an inmate. Um, then I want to go into a few interesting cases actually because this is where things I think get more um, complicated for me. Mm -hmm. um, okay, slide nine. What do you see here? Oh, it's Luca Magnota, the the don't fuck with cats guy. Yeah, exactly. Luca Magnota had a profile up um, on Canadian Inmate Connect um, in 2015, and it caused quite the media storm. I bet. Um, do you want to read his profile? Single white male, 33, 511, and 175 pounds, with dark hair and blue eyes, seeking a single white male. 28 to 38 years of age, white and in shape, one who is loyal, preferably educated, financially and emotionally stable for a long-term committed relationship. If you think you could be my Prince Charming, send me a detailed letter with at least two photos. Only those I deem compatible will receive a response. Serious inquiries only. All unsolicited mail will be discarded. 
Wow. And it also says here, um, convicted of, not stated. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you just have to Google him. You'll figure it out. Yeah. So um, that's something that changed after the media caught wind of his profile on there. Um, now, Canadian Main Connect has made the convicted of a mandatory field um, mm-hmm. from from this. Um, but yeah, his profile is like cringe. Um, he says so white crazy. male so many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only those I deem compatible will receive a response. But you know what's scary is I'm sure he got so many responses. That's why he had to put that there. So his profile was taken down on his request because he said that he got what he was looking for. On his request? Oh, yeah. wait, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. So this was like, oh, like when you know so in, like you know so well the crimes that were committed by this person, you're like all of a sudden like, oh, I don't know if I feel right about this anymore. Yeah. You know what? During this episode, as we were talking about it and sympathizing with the criminals a part of me wants to say like i hope they're also you know doing some healing and growing from the crimes they committed mm-hmm. not just like okay well now i'm in prison let's just like write letters to people and try and catfish a pe- bunch of people around the world you know no totally and it sounds like a lot of um the the reward they get from pen pals is that healing and growth also mm-hmm. Right. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I can see why people were upset about this. Mm-hmm. Right. And M- Melissa Fazina, who is the, the woman who, 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 um, maintains Canadian and make connect, um, you know, she says, um, that, yeah, I mean, she acknowledged that some may find her business unsettling, unsettling, especially the victims of the inmates. And she said, mm-hmm. obviously, with every inmate, it doesn't matter who it is. There's going to be some sort of victim. I feel horrible for their loss and what they're going through. But the bottom line is that this is a human right that these inmates are entitled to. And they have the right to communicate through written letters with people on the outside. To me, it's an all or nothing when it comes to these rights. It's like, well, That's it's not true. wrong. If it's a human right, it's applicable to everyone. Yeah. Right? It's not says, her fault. Some just, people are using it for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and she said, just like with any site that's out there for people who correspond to meet people, you have to be careful. You know that you're communicating with a federal inmate. You have to be careful. These are vulnerable women out there, uh, but there's also inmates that are vulnerable too. Right. And she said that, like, you know, when she dealt with Magnota, she treated him the same way she did any other inmate. Um, mm-hmm. Which is fair. And I don't know what the solution would be here. Like, I don't know. Should he be censored? Should he be entitled to this service or not? Should there be some screening done for the service? It's... um. It's a complex issue for sure. It is. It is. You can't like, yeah, I have no answer for that one. Cause it's like, you can't, a prisoner is a prisoner, right? Um, yeah. You can't be like, okay, well only people that have committed the like non severe crimes can connect with people. Um, but 
I feel like, I guess the only vetting process is like a bio like his, you know, like that's, I, I hate it. I hate it so much. And they shouldn't be bios like this out there. I know. Um, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lot for sure. Uh, and then when I read this, I was thinking of the hours I spent on the Instagram reel being like, Ooh, he's hot. Ooh, he's cute. Oh, what a sweetie. And not thinking at all about their crimes and the victims behind them. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. All of these cuties committed something very horrible and damaging and probably very traumatic to someone else. Exactly. Not all of them. Definitely not all of them. Sorry. Um, there's a lot who, of the profiles who are, are drunk possession, especially in the States. We're just like, okay, well, this guy caught, got caught twice with a joint on him kind of thing, right? So yeah. there's a, there's that's the thing where it's hard to separate and it's hard to be like, well, who is entitled to this service and who isn't, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't know if it's like, like uh, she says, like... Um, uh, Melissa Fazina. If it's human rights, it's it's good for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Just Google them before I yeah, exactly. give the best advice. And if you are those people that are attracted to the red flags, please seek therapy. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good advice. Definitely do that. <laughs> um, okay, I want to finish us off with two Reddit posts um, about. Um, how some questions on on because there's a there's some subreddits on uh, inmate pen pal so the first one here are you able to read it yeah um so the title is how should i go about ending communication with my prison pal of eight years in college i started writing to an inmate on death row as a sort of do some good in this world project let's call him daniel fast forward eight years to now i am married with a new baby My husband has asked me that I stop writing to Daniel, and I agreed to do so. Though the relationship has been platonic from my perspective, it makes my husband uncomfortable, and I can understand where he's coming from. My question is, how should I end this relationship? I would like to avoid hurting Daniel's feelings if possible, but my main goal is to try and prevent him from seeking me out in the future. The way I see it, I have four options. One, tell a white lie. Example, I won't be able to write to you anymore because my baby is taking up my time, etc. Two, tell him the truth. My husband doesn't want me writing to him anymore. Three, make up something elaborate. Four, just stop writing to him. We have recently moved and I've changed my name legally, so now he won't be able to locate me in the future in theory. And just so it's clear, I'm not looking for anyone to say I should keep writing to him despite my husband's wishes. I value my husband's feelings more than a pen pal's relationship. And if the roles were reversed, I would want him to prioritize my feelings as well. Interesting. And that, like, you know what? So many things came came up there for me because it's like, you know, she was, she, like, I feel, I like, I, I, I don't relate to this person, but I see where this person is coming from, right? Mm-hmm. She started a platonic friendship with a pen pal to do something good. Now she's respecting her husband's feelings. But obviously, you don't really think of, like, the potential consequences. Like, this man could seek her out once he's released. Well, he's on death row. He's most likely not going to be released. That's all why she also said that she changed her address recently. And she changed her legal name also. But yes, there is um, 
there's always a risk of, I, I would say, retaliation. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, beyond that, it's like this person probably really doesn't have going on in their life right now. And they're, you know, in their final years of their life. And how do you go about rejecting them and telling them like, it's, it's a very complex issue. I was like, oh, that's true. And like, that's something you have to keep in mind if you decide to write to someone is that it, you might have to end it someday also. And it's, it's basically a breakup. It is going to be damageable for them. Yeah. And you know what? Like, like yeah, what if he escaped? And he's like, this person, they've been so nice to me for the last eight years. I'm going to go find them. She will, of course, take me in and mm. help me. And now you have a fugitive in your house. <laughs> okay, you I, brought it way out there. Um, but sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what would you do out of the four options? I think I would be, you know, just honest, but vague. I'd be, yeah. hide due to the circumstances in my life. I um, have to put an end to our pen pal relationship. Um, and really grateful for the years that we had uh, communicating together. Um, you know, I wish you all the best moving forward. Um, this will be the last time I read to you. Kind of thing. But you'd be honest. So like option number two, kind of tell them the truth. Like, hey, my partner's not comfortable with me writing you. No, I'd just be vague about it. Oh, vague. Okay. Yeah. That's not even one of our options, but good option. Yeah. I think I would. Yeah. I would. I think I would do number one. Tell them like, I just don't have time to baby and all that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Like I, yeah. Like, you know, like, and then kind of end it on a good note. Like, Hey, like, you know, I just didn't want to ghost you. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That's good too. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's the next one. Okay. Do you want to read it for us again? Sure. So the title is Prison Pen Pal is in Love with Me. So I have a prison pen pal in the States. I'm in Canada. And recently he profused, professed, profused his love for me. He and I have been writing and emailing on JPAL, JPay for a few months. But other than mundane day-to-day -day things, I talk about how I talk about. He really knows nothing about my life. Do you want me to continue? Is it too small for you? Sure, yeah. I'm getting a little lost. Okay. At, uh, I talk about he, how he really knows nothing about my life. At all. Not even my real name. Now, he's on death row. He's never getting out, but you know safety first. His crime is also horrendous, and I'm not sure anyone else is writing to him. He's seen one picture of me, and I've used filters so that it's a bit obscure. I want to continue writing to him, but I'm definitely not in love with the guy. I'm married with kids, which he doesn't know. And maybe there's an assumption that people writing to prisoners are looking for love. I met him on writerprisoner.com and literally click on the first, uh, on the find someone button and just wrote to the first one. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I imagine Defro is quite lonely and with his crime, I don't think he gets another, uh, a lot of letters. What do I do? Um, then there's an edit. Part of the reason I'm asking this is because I'm 
autistic and I often miss important social cues. That being said, I find it easier to write, email, and text with others. There may have been signs I missed, for instance, when he calls me little lady, but also, but he's also from the South and I chalked that up to being South, uh, South, Southern, um, Southern. I'm worried because my omission of personal details mixed with my inability to recognize flirting and thinking uh, it's kindness may have led him on. Um, then there's an update, but I don't think we need to read the, the update. Um, how do you feel about that? Okay, wait, I need to read the update. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll just read it out loud then. So first, some clarity regarding the crime. He robbed a store with some type of automatic weapon. I'm unfamiliar with the guns. I don't know what he it was already exactly. He ended up shooting out uh, a state trooper and horrendously three innocent bystander were struck as well, including a minor under the age of 12. He was under the influence at the time as well. I have written to him explaining everything. Uh, Jay Bay can be slow, so it might take a while for his response. So they have uh, they have responded. But how how would you handle that? They profess their love to you. But like this person did it all wrong, right? She was like, or sorry, they were like, I just um, I just wrote to the first prisoner I saw. Like you should have researched their crimes and things like that. So I think this person kind of did it wrong. Um, I don't think I do they're bothered by their crime so much. It feels like they want to keep writing to them. That's true. Um, that's what true. I think they did wrong is that I don't think they've put some boundaries up. Yeah. You, I think in the beginning of the, the, the relationship, you have to put some clear boundaries up. Yeah, exactly. Um, there were no boundaries put up. And yeah, I think I would just, oh man, that's so tough. Um, but I think I would, I mean, I would either just be like, hey, I'm so sorry. Things have come up. I can't write to you anymore. Or start dropping like the things she omitted like hey i'm actually married with children um you have to also like they profess their love you have to answer it to that right yeah i think like again it's, it's like it's like it's just like dating and you just reject the person like hey sorry like i don't share those feelings with you um yeah i'd like to keep writing to you but i'm not sure at this point if this is the best idea tell me how you feel about it do you think we can keep having a french friendship a platonic friendship but, you know, I'm sorry. I just don't feel that way about you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, insane. Right? I'm um, so taken back. Like, also, like, I can't just, I like, I don't think I've ever felt the need to write to a prisoner. <laughs> and at right. first when we started talking about it, I'm like, kind of sounds exciting. And then now I'm like, no way. Yeah, that's uh that's why I was wondering if if any of this made you change your your mind or if it made you curious about it. I won't lie; it made me very curious about it. Um, mm -hmm. I think the whole the only reason why I probably won't look into it immediately is you know I can barely figure out um, my schedule as it is and find time to um, even write a to do list. So let alone answering it to letters. Mm -hmm. but um especially the the queer organization one the what was it called black and pink yeah uh, that one i i would find interested probably look into like a, a canadian similar organization 
Um, and I, I think it can be, you know, not only validating, but super interesting. Like I'm someone who's very curious and who loves to learn about um, different uh, cultures and, and, and people in different circumstances. Um, and I think I like to think that I have a very clear idea of what my privileges are and how it's different for other people. I might be wrong. I might, I might, I might have it very wrong actually. Mm -hmm. Right. No, good for you. I think like that is the kind of person that should be writing to these kind of people. Right. Mm. Um, it would be a hard no for me. I find it hard enough to reply to texts from people half the time. <laughs> uh, I have so many unreplied emails. Yeah. I I wouldn't be good at just, like, I would easily ghost someone without realizing it. And then three months down the line, be like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And I think I also find it hard to communicate. I'm such an animated person that I like need like I need to have face to face phone conversations, FaceTime conversations. I people need to use my voice, hear my yeah. voice, kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of these relationships do involve it do evolve to like phone conversations and stuff like that, but those are typically when they evolve into um, romantic relationships. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I puts me pause, and also um, I think I would feel strange being involved in something like this for humanitarian causes uh, reasons without also being involved into some sort of uh victim aid or relief uh program mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but then again like you don't have to do everything um it's just yeah i'm 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 very conflicted about the victim side of things yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think um, it would be hard for me to look past that too. Yeah, yeah. This was so interesting. Thank you. I'm glad you I, liked it. I never thought I'd learn this much about prison pe pen pals. Like I've heard just like the side of like all the true, true crime podcasts that I've listened to where it's like all these people have written to Ted Bundy, Gypsy Rose married her prison pen pal technically. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've never like actually heard of like how that happens. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's um, uh, it was very interesting to research. There's so many like I spent a lot of hours reading like testimonies and stories and stuff like that. Um, that I I just didn't have the time to to share on this episode. Um, mm. Oh, also, okay, quickly though, this wild thing. There's these prisoners in Mexico. I even have it in my slides. Who started a OnlyFans from prison? No way. Yeah, it's no longer on OnlyFans. It got shut down. Um, yeah, but um, with just uh, cell phones, like contraband cell phones, they started an OnlyFans from prisons, and like they have like orgies on there and stuff like that, and they just like bribe guards to let them uh, film scenes. Yeah, but you know what? That is another thing I've heard of a lot, where it's like um, a lot of, especially like. Um, Diff like international prisons where they have um like they have cell phones like there's another case where this girl was in prison in indonesia i believe in bali and she had a cell phone in prison and she was married to one of the guards and she, oh. she had an instagram account yeah uh 
they they have TikTok That's accounts insane. often also. Yeah. 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 That's so, so you know, crazy. maybe you can have a text uh, pen pal. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> you get a text from like someone in prison, like, "Hey, can you send me some money?" <laughs> I mean. That's that is, also a lot of people's reality. Yeah. And I, I am, I'm like as surprised I am as I am. I shouldn't be surprised because, yeah, like cell phones are getting so common. And yeah, like if they write to people seeking money, just make it OnlyFans. Yeah. And that's some good content there, you know, because you and I feel like the people that are attracted to the content are like, oh, this is illegal. They're doing this illegally. Yeah. You know? So I first came across this because in uh com. one of the conditions is that they mention is like oh they people are not allowed to promote their only fans it's like wait what so then i googled like prisoner only fans and this came up <laughs> oh my god so then i bet there's a lot more too probably yeah yeah but they're probably also like yeah harder to find because then if they get found they get they, taken down they get taken down yeah exactly insane well, that's we need a whole new episode on prisoner only fans. <laughs> I know. I also wanted to acknowledge that, like, I um, did not talk about how problem how problematic the the prison um, the imprisonment system is, especially in North America and in the states, um, because I just there's so much to say about that. Mm-hmm. That would have to be like a two three parter episode, I think. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, still a lot of mixed feelings, but you know. Um, I thought we could uh, we could talk about it, and then everyone can make up their own opinion. Yeah, exactly. Well, let us know what you think. Um, uh, leave a comment or a review on any of our social media platforms. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everyone. Tell Me Like I'm Stupid is created and produced by us, Sonia and Thomas. You can follow us on Instagram at Tell Me Like I'm Stupid. If you'd like to support us, please subscribe and review on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Our cover art was created by Ish. Find him on Instagram at h.e.e.s.h. Thank you for listening.